0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of FitRx. I'm your host, Dr. Greg Dennis. Always excited uh, to meet new people in this space, and so I think you're really going to enjoy today's guest. Uh, As we are talking about magnesium, and the reason I'm spending a whole segment on just magnesium is I feel like it's a, a very important supplement. As a matter of fact, People ask me all the time in clinic and outside of clinic about supplements because obviously there's a gazillion supplements out there. And magnesium is in my top two, uh, right along with vitamin D. And so, you know, people are always asking me about, you know, should I take a multivitamin and this, that, and the other, which is fine, you can do that. But um, almost everybody, in my opinion, should be on vitamin D and magnesium. Uh, and we've actually had an episode from a long time ago on vitamin D, and so I've never had one specifically talking about magnesium. So excited about today's talk. Uh, and my guest is Natalie Gerardo. I hope I said that right because I kept messing it up. So, uh, And so she uh, has just become an expert in magnesium. She sells some magnesium products. And so, um, I'll let her kind of tell her story of how she got into this. And so, uh, we're just going to dig in deep, uh, about magnesium. And so Natalie, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited to talk about my absolute favorite topic, magnesium.
0: All right. Well, I guess we'll start out by, by just kind of telling your story, uh, How in the world did you get into this and start studying about magnesium of all things? I mean, most people, especially not in the medical field, just don't start reading about magnesium. And so (laughs) how did you, how did you discover this?
1: So yeah, if you had told me five years ago, hey, you are gonna be obsessed with one mineral, I would have thought you were absolutely crazy. So um, it really, it wasn't actually that long ago that I was dealing with so many health issues. I spent most of my days anxious, I was stressed out, I was overwhelmed, dealing with panic attacks, difficulty sleeping. And despite doing everything that you're supposed to do, like I was checking all the boxes, I was eating a healthy organic diet, I was exercising regularly, I got rid of all the toxic products in my house. Um, you know, I was taking every multivitamin under the sun, and I still felt awful. So I did what any normal person would do. And I went to go see my family doctor. Yay. And They sent me to one specialist and then sent me to another specialist and another specialist and did so much blood work. I didn't think I'd have any blood left in me. And when it was all said and done, she sat me down and she looked me in the eyes and she said, Natalie, there is nothing wrong with you. You are perfectly normal. And it was so devastating to hear that because I knew deep down inside that this was not normal to me. It wasn't normal for me to barely sleep at night. It wasn't normal for me to have panic attacks. And of course they offered me a whole slew of medications to help me sleep and to get rid of the panic, but I didn't, I didn't want to go that route. I, I knew that I wanted to address the root cause of what I was dealing with. So I started this journey to figure out what was wrong. And at the time, ironically, I owned a natural store in my community. And one of my customers knew that I was going through all this. And she she said, hey, did, have, have you ever tried magnesium? Have you ever tried putting it on your skin? And I thought, you know, I tried everything else. Let me give this a go. So I started using magnesium daily on my skin, and my life totally changed. I went from sleeping two hours a night to sleeping six hours a night, and that was within a week. Um, my panic attack started to go away, my anxiety started to level out, and I started to feel like my normal self again. So, since then, it kind of I started this crazy deep dive in research to figure out, hey why didn't anybody tell me about this? Why hadn't I heard of this mineral? And how is this fixing my problems? And it kind of led me on this path to where I am now. My mission is just to let people know about this mineral, spread the word about the incredible benefits of magnesium, and help people really navigate their own path.
0: Very nice. Uh, Well, before we get in too deep about, uh, you know, magnesium and kind of how it works and why it works, uh, I noticed on your blog, you had an article of the seven signs your body is begging for magnesium. And so let's kind of talk about first what magnesium deficiency might look like, and then we can get into uh, a little deeper about again, why it works and then the different forms of it and that kind of thing.
1: Sure. Sure. So a typical magnesium deficient person is going to deal with chronic headaches and migraines. They'll have difficulty sleeping. They will have restless legs and muscle twitching and cramping. They'll have hormonal imbalances, anxiety, depression. All of those can be symptoms of low magnesium. And if you're thinking, well, of course, I know somebody like that, or I myself am feeling like that. You're not alone. The National Institute of Health actually says anywhere from 60 to 75 percent of the population is deficient in magnesium. So it's incredibly common. There's actually this incredible author, her name is Dr. Carolyn Dean, and she wrote a wonderful book called The Magnesium Miracle. And in that book, she said that magnesium deficiency is the cause of up to 85% of doctor's visits. Like that's huge. That's, that's, that's a huge, huge number. So yeah, there are people, people are dealing with this. It tends to be it's a bit of an epidemic, and, and unfortunately, we're not talking about it enough.
0: Yeah. So why do you think that is? Because uh, you know I mentioned vitamin D and I, I check vitamin D levels on everyone, and I would say most people are vitamin D deficient. Um, why do you think so many people are magnesium deficient?
1: It's so funny that you say that most people are vitamin D deficient because you need magnesium Mm -hmm. in order to make vitamin D work in the body. So it's, they go, they really go hand in hand. But if I were to guess or venture theorize why magnesium deficiency is so rampant in our culture, I always say everything starts with the diet. And if we look at the standard American diet, it lacks so many magnesium rich foods So when we're looking at foods that are rich in magnesium, we're looking at those dark leafy greens. We're looking at nuts and seeds and whole grains and even dark chocolate. And unfortunately people aren't, well, with the exception of chocolate, people aren't eating those foods regularly. People are eating much more of a processed diet. Um, And I'd also say that part of the reason we're so deficient is because the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that are in our produce now are not the same as they were you know, 50 to 100 years ago. If we look at something like an orange, an orange now versus an orange back in 1950, we're looking at about a six to eight times difference just in vitamin C because our soil is so terribly depleted of minerals. We're not farming the way that we're supposed to. We're not taking care of our soil the way that we're supposed to. And that's really reflective in our diet. And then another reason I would say that, my, that, that magnesium deficiency is running rampant is because... Not only are we not getting enough in our bodies, but we're also burning it and we're burning through our storage at such an alarming rate. One of the biggest ways to burn through your magnesium is sugar. Um, There are some studies that show that it takes about um, 54 molecules of magnesium to balance out one molecule of sugar. So the more sugar you have, the more magnesium you're depleting as well. So you got to get enough coming in, but you also have to work on not burning through your stores as well.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, I was just getting ready to add about the micronutrient depletion in our foods today, and then you said it, so yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. And isn't it funny, in my field as a healthcare provider, gosh, everything somehow comes back to processed foods in the standard American diet. It (laughs) it all comes back to that. Uh, And and I will add, before we get going, um, because people may be wondering, well, I'm going to go get my magnesium level checked, you know, they check my vitamin D level. So maybe I should get my, my magnesium level checked to see if I'm low. Well, uh, you can comment on this as well, but I will tell you, don't waste your time. Um, so getting a blood magnesium level, uh, which is something I never do because it is highly inaccurate. Um, I believe it's 95% of the magnesium is intracellular. So when we're looking in the blood, which is what we're doing with the blood stick, Um, we're just looking at such a small fraction of your overall body magnesium. It's, it's not really helpful. So we can't get a blood test like we can a vitamin D level and tell you that you're deficient in magnesium. So we have to go with more of the, all the the signs and symptoms that you mentioned
1: Absolutely. That that's number one, because the first thing that people ask is, okay, I'm going to go to my doctor. What test should I ask for? It's like, well, (laughs) there really isn't much of a, an accurate test. Um, 60%, about approximately 60% of magnesium is stored in your bones and approximately 40% is stored in your muscles and organs. So about maybe 1% is actually stored in your blood. So again, yeah, like you said, that's not a really accurate snapshot of what's going on in your body. And and plus, I always find that blood work is, it's just that, it's just a snapshot Mm -hmm. of what's been going on over the last few days. It doesn't really tell you long-term Um, long-term patterns that are happening in your life. So yeah, absolutely. Um, If you do, if you're really, you know, insistent on a test, um, I recommend the magnesium RBC test or the HTMA test, which is a hair test. And those tend to be a little bit more accurate than the blood.
0: Very good. Uh, So, so let's talk about why magnesium has all these effects in the body. Like why is it so important? What does it do physiologically? I mean, we mentioned uh, it, you know, the, it's importance for vitamin D, but what, what does magnesium do in the body and why is it so important?
1: Yeah. So um, magnesium is a master mineral and it's involved in over 700 different biochemical re- reactions in our body. It, it basically is like an, an on switch for so many other processes in the body. And so if we don't turn on that switch, so many different things don't work the way that they're supposed to. Everything from blood sugar to cholesterol, to hormones, um, to your parasympathetic nervous system, all of that is dependent on this one master mineral. So it really is way more important um, than we give credit to.
0: Okay. Uh, So I want to get into the different types of magnesium, but, but before we do, uh, if somebody just says, OK, at the end of this, they're like, I'm sold. I want to start on magnesium. Do we need to worry about getting too much magnesium?
1: Sure. So if you are taking too much oral magnesium, if you're taking a powder supplement, a pill, that kind of thing, um, our body has this really cool failsafe in it. And basically, if you take too much, your body will excrete it out the other end, which of course is unpleasant. Nobody wants loose stools or diarrhea, of course, but it's, it's kind of like your body's way of preventing you from overdosing on magnesium. The only caveat to that is that if you have kidney disease or any issues with your kidneys where they're not functioning the way that they're supposed to, then um, you do want to avoid supplementing with magnesium because your kidneys really work hard to take out excess magnesium from your body. So just keep that in mind. But other than that, really, um, it's it's a mineral. Like people always ask all the time, you know, should I should I be concerned supplementing with magnesium? It's not a drug. It's a mm-hmm. mineral that's present in our food. And of course, your first line of defense before you even begin supplementing is always to try and increase magnesium levels in your diet first before you jump into supplementing.
0: Yeah. So let's get into supplementing. Um, again, it's one of the big ones that I recommend, just because, as you said, most people are. Uh, are magnesium deficient, even if they're trying to eat healthy, which unfortunately most people aren't. Uh, but but I mean, of uh, the ones that are trying, they're still uh, because of all the the micronutrient deficiencies in our food today. I mean, they're still probably low. Uh, so uh, it's confusing to people though, because there's so many magnesiums out there. Of course, there's all the oral forms, and so people are always asking me, what you know, what kind of magnesium do I take? So you know, we have uh, magnesium oxide. We have magnesium citrate. We have magnesium glycinate. We have magnesium L three Um And then that's not to mention the the topical, which I know that, that is more of what you do. So, uh, let's first talk about the orals and just all the different kinds of magnesium that's out there, and maybe you know make it make sense to to the listeners.
1: Absolutely, and I think yeah, I think what you, you really touched on it. Um, people oftentimes they're like, okay, magnesium sounds great. I'm going to do this. I I definitely feel like I have magnesium deficiency. And then they go to the health food store and they're incredibly overwhelmed by all the options that are on the shelf. So um, I'll definitely go over all the different oral types. But before I go into that, I do want to tell you that what's going to work for a 22-year-old female is not necessarily the same thing that's going to work for a 55-year-old male. You know, it, it, your unique, incredible, beautiful biochemistry is very different than somebody else's. So you may have to play around with the different types of oral magnesium until you find one that really resonates with your body and gives you the, ros- the results that you're looking for. So that being said, there's quite a few different types of oral supplements on the market. Um, one that's really popular right now is magnesium nate um, magnesium threonate is really good for nerves, memory, dementia, for mood, mental fatigue, um, anything kind of brain-related, Threonate is really good for. It does tend to be the more um, expensive type of magnesium on the market. There are some studies that are showing that it's capable of passing through the blood-brain barrier. Um, but I definitely want to see more research before I, I, I can confirm that or not. Um, so, keep, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Um, Magnesium citrate is one of the more popular ones that you're gonna see on the market. And that one is often found in um, a powder supplement called Calm. Um, Magnesium citrate is really good if you have anxiety. However, if you do have gut issues or IBS or any kind of stomach problems, it can be really hard on the digestive system. And many people find that they get a laxative effect. So if you do have stomach issues, you might wanna avoid it and try a different type, but it does tend to work really, really well for stress and anxiety. Magnesium glycinate is incredible for sleep issues. So if you tend to have restless legs at night, if you tend to have insomnia, glycinate is a great one to take in the evenings to really kind of wind you down and help you fall asleep at night. Uh, Magnesium malate is the next one. Malate is one of my personal favorites it's incredible for fatigue. So if you're like me and you hit that one o'clock, two o'clock slump in the afternoon where you're getting kind of tired, I typically will take malate at that time because it'll give me a great energy boost without the crash or the jitters that caffeine usually does. Um, And then there's two different types of oral magnesium that I do want to caution against. The first one is carbonate carbonate does not absorb well into the body and does not help raise your magnesium levels it's often used as a cheap filler in magnesium products um carbonate does have a great antacid effect though so if you do deal with heartburn or anything like that a lot of people use that just you know as for an antacid and then the last one is magnesium oxide magnesium oxide is um I've seen studies that show it only absorbs about four percent of it will actually absorb into your body. So again, not really good at raising your magnesium levels, but it is an incredible stool softener. So if you are dealing with constipation, um, having difficulty with your bowel movements, then oxide might be a good option for you in, in the short term to kind of remedy that.
0: Okay, yeah, I I like glycinate. It's what I take personally. Um, I take a powdered form of it. Um, it's certainly not not as cheap as some of those other ones, but, but I like glycinate. I think it's very well absorbed. Um, so I know another question people are going to have is how much magnesium do I take? Um, I kind of tell people 400 milligrams is, is kind of a standard. Um, you know, I usually have them just take it at night before they go to bed, especially if they're taking something like glycinate. (laughs) I've heard other and even doctors in this space say that, You should keep going up on the magnesium and until you start having loose stools and then, you know, you've had too much and then back off and, uh, that's your dose. Uh, what say you on the dose?
1: Yeah. So the RDA for magnesium is anywhere from 350 to 400 milligrams a day. Um, however, most people find that they need much more to really remedy the issues that they're dealing with that 350 to 400 is just enough to ward off the 22 different conditions that are associated with magnesium deficiency, it's not necessarily enough to really, you know, make you give you the energy and really get rid of that insomnia or any of the other issues that you might be feeling. Um, so I, I agree that, that you can take more. Um, a lot of people recommend taking it until they get to that bowel intolerance. Um, the one thing I will say when it comes to magnesium is that, if you take too much at once, you're not going to absorb it. So mm-hmm. I always tell people: break up your doses, keep it low and slow. Work your way up until you feel like you're feeling your best, um, and and don't take it all at once. So take some in the morning. To, you know, if if, you're, if a dose is one teaspoon of powder or what have you, then take a quarter teaspoon in the morning, a quarter in the afternoon. You know, break it up and see how your body goes. Um, There is Dr. Morley Robbins. He's um, really big into magnesium. He's like the godfather of magnesium research. And he recommends five milligrams of magnesium per pound of body weight. And that's broken up between food, between supplements and topical. So that's not just, you know, a supplement, but that much spread out throughout the whole day. So if you are a 200 pound person, you would be taking up to a thousand milligrams throughout the entire day.
0: Hmm. I, I didn't realize the malleate could give you a little bit of energy um so that's pretty cool i i know i need to take more because i'm a big uh, sauna guy especially this time of year when it's cooler uh and so obviously when you sweat a lot you sweat out a lot of magnesium and so uh i know that i'm you know pretty deficient again i try to take my glycinate at night but um i may try to add like the malleate during the day you know glycinate at night something like that do a lot of people do that
1: kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually I personally do that. I do malate during the day, glycinate at night. And then um, I'll do topical magnesium throughout the day, especially if I start to feel anxious or again if I've been been outside sweating a lot or in the sauna, then I try and add a little bit more throughout the day as well. Um, saunas are incredible Incredible! They're so wonderful. Just mm-hmm. like as a side note, they're so incredible for detoxing. But you're right; you do sweat out your magnesium. So if you are um, an athlete or an endurance athlete or somebody who sweats a lot or goes into saunas or lives in a warm climate, you definitely need to consider um, how much magnesium you're getting in because it'll you'll literally sweat it out. And unfortunately, so many of the sports drinks that we see on the market, they all have potassium and sodium in it, but they're missing that critical magnesium. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So do you know how much most people can absorb at one time is 400 milligrams too much, or can most people absorb that at once?
1: Um, most people have to work their way up to that. So it, I wouldn't, if you're not supplementing with magnesium at all, and then you start supplementing, you don't want to start with 400. You want to work with, you know, start with maybe 100, 200 milligrams mm-hmm. and work your way up. However, the more that the research that I've seen shows that the more deficient you are, the more that you will absorb at one time. Mm. So, um, Keep that in mind if, if you're dealing with leg cramps, if you're dealing with you know some of the, the big symptoms of magnesium deficiency, and you start supplementing with magnesium, you might find, okay, great, I can take a high dose. But over time, you might have to back down on that dose all at once.
0: Hmm. And you know, in your case, you noticed a, a pretty quick turnaround when you started mm-hmm. on magnesium. And so uh, I, I want to get into the topicals here in a minute. But before we do, just tell people if they're magnesium deficient, they start Uh, supplementation, maybe what they can expect.
1: Yeah. So, um, you, most people will see a difference within a few days. Um, especially if you're very deficient, like I was, you, you'll, it's almost like this, this huge, huge, different feeling that you have. So, um, you'll see your symptoms start to go away. You'll start to feel a little bit better. Um, as with anything, you know, be cautious, take it low and slow. Don't jump in with two feet work on getting it through your diet. Um, but most people will see a difference pretty quickly.
0: Okay. Well, let's get into the, the topicals because I know that's mostly what, what you do, uh, and sell. And so why topical magnesium? I mean, there's, we just went through all the, the orals that are available. And so with, you know, that many being available, why do we need a topical and what's the, what's the benefit there?
1: So, yeah, so there's two different types of topical magnesium and one of them is incredibly popular. You're going to see it just about in every store, grocery store, pharmacy out there, and that's Epsom salt. Mm -hmm. Um, Epsom salt is magnesium sulfate. It works wonderfully for bringing up your magnesium levels. I actually tell people, if you're a little curious about magnesium and you want to see if your body is going to react well to it to start with Epsom salt. So it's as easy as getting a bag of, of Epsom salt, make sure that there's no extra fragrance or garbage and stuff like that. Just pure magnesium sulfate, nothing else. Um, And throw it in the bathtub. I always recommend two cups of Epsom salt and one cup of baking soda. The bicarbonate in the baking soda works really well as a cofactor for the magnesium to usher into your cells really quickly. So two cups of Epsom Epsom salt, one cup of baking soda, soak in the tub for about 20 minutes and see how you feel. If your symptoms start to resolve, then you know that magnesium is one of the underlying factors to what whatever issue that you're dealing with. So it's a great kind of quick test that you can do. I personally tell people, try and take two to three Epsom salt baths a week if possible. And I know that sounds like a lot. Um, so if you're unable to soak in the bathtub, um, you know, if, if you don't have a bathtub, a lot of people don't. Another option is to soak your feet in that same um, mixture. You could actually do that while you're at work if you're in the office, feet underneath your desk, watching TV, that kind of thing. Um, it's a great way to get more um, magnesium into your system. So yeah, Epsom salt, wonderful, incredible topical. And then the other one, which is my personal favorite, is magnesium chloride. Magnesium chloride is usually found in um, an oil or a spray or a cream, and it chloride is a salt, so it's a briny kind of salt, liquidy mixture. Um, and it works really, really well at bringing up your magnesium levels. There was actually a 2000, I want to say 2016 or 2017 study um, where the subjects were used topical magnesium and they um, they did, you know, certain subjects use topical, certain subjects use oral magnesium, and they compared their magnesium levels after 12 weeks, they found that the topical participants raised their levels significantly. And the oral participants, it took them six to nine months to actually make those same gains. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're actually seeing that it works really, really quickly. The great thing about topical magnesium is you don't have to worry about the bowel intolerance or or the, the diarrhea or anything because it's not going through your digestive system. So it's really safe. It's very, very gentle. And it's very, very easy to use.
0: Uh, well, very good so let's talk about i guess some of the products that you have so you you kind of took this this knowledge i guess and passion for magnesium and uh I, I guess you you started a company is that the rooted in am my is is that correct
1: yeah, yeah, so um I was using when I first started using magnesium, I was using pure magnesium chloride spray, which is the brine um and it worked. I mean, miraculously, it worked amazingly. But unfortunately, because of the high concentration of salt, it can really dry out your skin. It could leave you itchy. It can even give you redness and irritation in your skin. So while I was really enjoying the benefits of magnesium, I was hating and dreading putting it on my skin every day because I didn't want to itch. I didn't want to burn. And I also, when I tried using it on my children, they screamed bloody murder. So it was very uncomfortable for them as well. Um, Because believe it or not, children need magnesium as well. So I thought, you know, there's gotta be a better way. There's gotta be a better way to to use this magnesium chloride without really irritating my skin. And that kind of led me on this journey to, to try out and discover different magnesium lotions on the market. Unfortunately, most of the lotions on the market had parabens and had toxic chemicals that I didn't wanna expose my family to or they were made handmade by, you know, small people on Etsy, which was lovely, but they were very heavy, they were very greasy, and they would go bad within a couple of months. So I wanted to create something that was nice, felt really good on the skin, had a decent shelf life, but didn't have parabens and junky ingredients in it. And that kind of led me to create our line of, of magnesium infused creams. Um, and we created three different formulas to address the three different different issues that people are dealing with, the big biggest issues that people are facing right now. We created a sleep formula um, that has passion flower and chamomile and lavender in it. We created a uh, pain formula that is got um, arnica and ginger and comfrey. And then we created a stress formula because who isn't stressed right now? <laughs> and that one has ashwagandha, it's got rhodiola, it's got Tulsi oil in it. So um, all three of them are all you know natural, vegan, healthy but they work really really well.
0: Hmm. And and so like say the sleep formula to people just rub a certain amount. They rub it on their feet. Does it matter? I mean, where do they use this?
1: Yes, the feet is one of the best places to use it because we have so many incredible acupressure points underneath our feet. So yeah, definitely always on the bottom of the feet. I always recommend, especially at nighttime, leaves your skin nice and soft. Um, if you deal with restless legs, rub it on your legs. I personally will will use it like on my chests and shoulders because that's where I tend to hold all of my tension, hmm. um, and it really helps me relax at nighttime.
0: Okay, and and so you. Uh, Just to be clear, the benefits of the topical versus maybe the oral is uh, what you said is they're going to just act faster. I mean, you're going to get results faster. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. You're going to get results faster. And you're also able to isolate it to the areas that desperately need it. Because Mm -hmm. the issue is when we take an oral supplement, it's going to go into your bloodstream and go throughout the entire body. So if you're dealing with leg cramps, you know, let's say you're, you're a long distance runner, you have chronic leg cramps, especially at nighttime, and you take that magnesium. Well, it's going to take a really long time to get to your legs and help those muscles relax. When you use topical magnesium, you can literally just rub it on your legs and it stops your legs from cramping.
0: Okay, very good. Uh, So you mentioned kids, I'm gonna go back to that a minute. Um, You know, I don't really push that in kids. uh, But like you said, I'm sure they're deficient as well. And I haven't really read any studies about the dosing in kids. Um, What do you know about that?
1: So, yeah, when it comes to magnesium and children, they're growing at an alarming rate, you know, <laughs> so their demands are, are increasing, especially as they get older, taller and bigger. And um, another thing is kids eat a lot of sugar and especially mm-hmm. in our culture and our society. And we know that that sugar is really doing a number on their magnesium storage. So kids desperately need magnesium. There's actually um, a couple different studies um, that show that low magnesium increases agitation, anxiety, irritability, and aggression in children. And studies have actually tied low magnesium levels in children to behavior problems, such as attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, and autism spectrum disorder. So there's definitely some really cool research that's going on, um, correlating those two things.
0: Hmm. Okay. And so what, uh, what dose? I mean, do we even know what dose to recommend for kids if they're just say, uh, taking an oral, you know, one of these orals that we discussed?
1: Yeah, I tend to go with uh, Dr. Morley Robbins' um, suggestion with the five milligrams per pound of body mm, weight. Okay. So, you know, 20-pound kid, you're going to need 100 milligrams of, of magnesium a day. But again, remember, that's spread up throughout the whole day. Don't do it, give it to them all at once.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Okay. Uh, well, very good. And so, um, let's see, I'm, I'm here looking at your, your website. So you have the three, uh, different kind of forms of the magnesium, uh, one for pain, you said one for sleep and then one for muscle relief. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. Yep. Okay. Well, very good. Well, um, what else that I did not ask specifically about magnesium that you think is important that you'd like to throw out there?
1: Um, yeah. So one thing that I really um, love to let people know is the, the the relationship between magnesium and mental health, simply because we all are in a state of, of constant stress and anxiety nowadays with everything going on in the world. So I think it's really important to address. Um, magnesium plays an incredible role, um, especially with anxiety and depression. So magnesium does something really cool. It activates the parasympathetic nervous system. And we all tend to be stuck in that sympathetic nervous system where it's go, go, go. And we're constantly moving. We're constantly anxious and, and, and going and going. Um, and especially in the evenings or you know on the weekends when you want to relax and you want to calm down and activate that parasympathetic nervous system, some of us have a, have a really hard time turning on that switch. So magnesium does a wonderful job at activating that system and helping your body wind down and relax. It also binds to GABA receptors in the brain and GABA is our, you know, our calming and our our, our relaxation kind of neurotransmitter. So it helps activate GABA. And then lastly, magnesium also helps lower cortisol levels. There's some really great research showing that um, people who supplement with magnesium their cortisol levels drop dramatically, um, over time. So def- definitely, some things to consider, especially when we, when we talk about mental health nowadays.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Very good. Uh, and so people can, uh, connect with you or, or find these products at be rooted in, and that's how it sounds. B E R O O T, uh, E D I N, uh, dot com. Is that correct?
1: Yep, yep. Our website's berooted.in.com. Um, you could you could also find us across all social media platforms, TikTok, um, Instagram, okay. Facebook, all at berooted.in as well.
0: Okay. And and you said before we started recording that there was like a magnesium chart or something that you had on your website.
1: Yeah. So, uh, we, I created a 25 page guide that discusses everything that you ever wanted to know about magnesium, everything from how it impacts cholesterol to blood sugar, hormones, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it talks a lot about the different types of magnesium, about how much magnesium you should be getting every day. So if you kind of want, um, a a physical or guide to look at, you can get that at be rooted backslash magnesium and it's free it's it's accessible for everybody okay okay
0: cool um well okay well uh as we wrap up i uh, always ask my guest if they could give us one health tip that would make us healthier today i have a feeling i know what you're going to say uh, <laughs> but what would you say to that
1: um you know what i'd say i would say if that your normal is different from other people's normal so if 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 a physician or a, a you know, anybody in your life says, oh, well, you're normal. That's okay. You're supposed to feel like that. And you don't feel like that's accurate. Keep pushing, keep trying, keep looking for answers, um, until you can kind of reset yourself as to what your normal is. Don't give up.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Uh, and, and I love what you said. You basically took control of your own health and, you know, more and more people, uh, need to do that. I mean, uh, my listeners know, I kind of got out of the quote system you know standard of care because in the standard of care we're just taught hey give this medicine and if you if you don't fit the 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 mold well then you're just crazy and uh you know if our typical medications don't help you then we can't help you but uh yeah i agree with all that keep keep searching i mean you know take control of your own health so
1: yeah, yeah, we definitely need more physicians like you out there.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. So, uh, okay, well, that uh, loved it. I still uh, love magnesium, and, and I'm going to continue to push it. And so uh, I would encourage everybody to check out her website and check out the products, BeRootedIn.com, and I'll put that in the, the show notes as well. So, uh, Ms. Natalie, certain, certainly appreciate your time and, and expertise in this subject.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. This was lovely.
0: Yeah. Uh, appreciate you guys listening as always. And, and I don't always say this, but I'll throw it out there again today. Please go to uh, uh, Apple Podcast and put a review on there. And that just uh, helps me out. So uh, appreciate you guys. And we will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to FitRx. I invite you to share this with friends and family. If you would like, you can check out our website at vibrantlifedc.com. Or you can email me at drgreg at vibrantlifedc.com.